Back in the game and well at the top, a king of the ring and calling my spies. I'm raising the bar to crank it the notch. I'm full of mistakes, cause life is a botch. Lights can get brighter and brighter. I walk through that curtain, my levels get higher and higher. Studied the best, and this generation I'm next. Super kick party, no doubt we just hit a suplex. Hooker by crook, survive if I let you. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Life's a Botch Podcast. Y'all already know, man. It's your favorite prince of botch in the building. Building Dwayne, aka Highlight Real, as you guys know me from my artistry as well. When I'm not here being a podcast individual right here in front of y'all, uh, we got a really dope guest on the show today, man. It's gonna be a fun one. Uh, this is a first time, uh, not only a first time guest, but this is a first time ever experience for my guest because of the fact that I was speaking to this brother and I literally said, you know, I have literally not talked to somebody in your position in the wrestling business yet. So I got to bring you on the show, man, because absolutely, why not, right? You know, and this brother totally. has an amazing spirit. So we're going to get into things. But first and foremost, let me just get this out the way. Before we even get started, I like to broad, you know, say that our show is brought to you by our number one sponsor, Champ, number one boxer briefs. Why? Because it's fit for the champ in your life. And it's basically a Black-owned, business that is independent right here based in atlanta georgia ladies and gentlemen it is a number one top box brief athletic brand uh to all the guys and out there who know what i'm talking about sometimes you have that uncomfortable feeling with the undergarments a little bit find yourself in a position where you may get a few wedgies here and there or you're just trying to find underwear that just comfortably suits you and fits well when you're working out or if you're just styling and profiling you know what i'm saying well Champ number one boxers has literally said, have no fear. It's giving you the best in technology for boxer briefs. Shout out to the producer of the show, my boy, Derek. He is literally a representative of these guys. He's already gotten some of the product. I've gotten a chance to buy the product as well. Waiting on mine to come through so I can let you guys know from experience that this is definitely some of the most comfortable comfortable athletic style underwear that you could ever wear trust me when i say and ladies don't worry he's got some styles for you as well it's not just for my fellas but of course we talking to the fellas with this one mostly because it's definitely centered for you guys to have what you need so make sure you go to ots media co on instagram on facebook and or twitter click the link in the bio it takes you straight to champ number one boxers where you can head up to their website you can see all types of athletic boxer brief styles that they have trust me when i say their boxer briefs have dope themes my favorite and derek's favorite is the jamaican style theme that they got there shout out to my people with jamaican roots and uh yeah man like i said it's tons of brands he even has some actual merchant apparel so you can get some number one champ boxer sliders get some number one champ boxers uh style shirts to style you know for my fashionable fashion people out there if you want to style your boxes with a number one champ boxer shirt you can do that he's got bundle deals and everything for you so make sure you head to ots media co click the link in the bio look up champ number one boxes and trust me you will not be disappointed all right that being said now that we got all the sponsorship out the way ladies and gentlemen today is a very very dope episode and i want to introduce my guests on today y'all know i'm the king of the intros i do what i can man i try to give y'all some really dope introductions as much as humanly possible in the most charismatic way as possible too so this brother i met actually had the pleasure of meeting him at the battle slam atlanta event 
where I found out he was not only a guest of the night, but he was actually a commentator of the night as well, a color commentator, y'all. Yeah, that's right. You heard it right. I got my first color commentator right here as a guest on the show, man, because I said, you know, we've had it. We've had referees on the show. We've had wrestlers on the show. We've had ring announcers on the show, but yet have we ever had color commentators? You know, y- y'all know what I'm talking about. You watch wrestling and wrestling is not complete without the commentator. You got to have somebody commentating the action with personality like yours truly right here. And this gentleman right here, you know what I'm saying? You got to get somebody to give it to you one-on-one with the fact of what you're watching so you can actually understand what you're watching and why you're watching it right perfect so ladies and gentlemen like i said i met this brother he is a very suave brother not only is he clean when he needs to be you know what i'm saying get you with the suit action got the dreads got the smile to match i'm telling you this brother is definitely one of a kind man he color commentates for a lot of different promotions and a lot of different things as well as does some really dope work outside of the ring which we're all going to get into on tonight's episode. So without further ado, allow me to introduce my guest of this evening. He is the one, the only, Mr. Gerald Gerard. I said it, I botched the name because that's what I do on Life's Botch. I botch sometimes. <laughs> that's the whole point. See, I knew I was going to say Gerald and I was like, there's no L in the name. Gerard, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to y'all real smoothly, Mr. Gerard Bonner. How you doing, sir? Man, I am great. How are you? Man, I am feeling amazing, my brother. It is so awesome. great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on with us tonight, man. Thank you for having me. I didn't know I was your first commentator. That's pretty awesome. Man, I'm telling you, yeah, like, it's, it's crazy. You know, I never really thought, I try to cover all lanes in sure. pro wrestling, man. Um, You know, when I started this show back in late 2019, man, honestly, this was something I did where I wanted to give uh, you know, the aspect of, hence the title, Life's a Botch, you know, because as mm-hmm. you can see from botching the name at first, I was like, hey, life is a botch when we do these <laughs> things. You know, we see wrestlers botch moves all the time, but mm-hmm. we see, as you can ex- tell from experience as a commentator, commentators botch a call from time to time, you know what I'm sure, saying? They try to cover sure. it up smooth. Everybody's yeah. going to botch in the wrestling business, but not even just in the wrestling business. In life, we mm-hmm. all botch in some type of way. We're going to make yeah. a mistake. And it's not about how you botched or why you did it. It's the fact that you did it. You learn from it and you move on, baby. So that's why totally. this platform is here. And uh, we'd like to welcome you right here to the Life's a Botch platform, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward <laughs> to this conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So here, you know, this is my first segment of the show. We're going to start off and we're going to go into it real smooth here. Uh, this is the put me over segment. So this in this put me over segment, we basically talk about the guests. We talk about why you're here, what what brought you here, what, what got you into where you're at and, uh, you know, get to know, you know, you and, and, and who it is, the character and the person. Uh, and so that way people get to know you that don't already know about you already. So go ahead and uh, let's ask, who is Gerard Bonner? Wow, that's a fun question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how far back we'll go, but certainly I'm originally from a little town called Monticello, New York, Ooh. which most people haven't really heard of. So uh, when I went to college, I would start describing it as Monticello, 90 miles northwest of New York City. Because I'd have to answer it that way all the time. Um, But yeah, grew up in the state of New York and um, fun times, very small place. In fact, uh, Monticello is not a city. It is actually known as a village. It is literally the village of Monticello. It's that small. 
Um, so in wrestling terms, I grew up in WWE country for sure, uh, because the Northeast was heavy WWE, Madison Square Garden, kind of the home away from home for WWE. And um, always loved wrestling growing up as a kid, like literally like probably third generation wrestling fan. Um, as my grandfather would take me to the matches and then my dad and, and that type of thing. So it was really cool. Uh, ended up going to college at Virginia Union University, HBCU. Mm -hmm. Shout out to uh, the Panthers there. I got to represent. Sure. Absolutely. So uh, that was a fun time. Uh, most people don't know this. Well, if you know me well enough, you'll learn that uh, I'm a math major which is what kind of shocks people like, oh, really? Yeah, okay. I'm a math major uh, who happened to end up being the associate editor of the school newspaper, uh, who also is a music guy. Yeah, so right. it's a real fun combination, uh, yeah. putting all those things together. And so went to college at, uh, as, as I said, Virginia Union in Richmond, Virginia. Mm -hmm. and uh, graduated as valedictorian, uh, 4.0 GPA, which they tell me was the first time in 50 years anybody had done that. So wow. that's kind of cool. Look at um, that. Yeah, so, you know, there's that. Ended up migrating out to uh, the Virginia Beach area. Shout out to 757 and uh, was out there. Come Love. on, that's my hometown, baby. That's one of Are my hometowns. Yeah. Where? Where? Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, uh, come fun, quick fun fact about your boy, your host. I mean, a lot of people don't even know that. I haven't really had the chance of sharing that. But yes, uh, I'm a Navy kid. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm a Navy okay. baby. So, literally, when I say from Virginia Beach, I'm talking right off the coast of the beach, straight yes. off the naval bases, man. Um, yes. You know, I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, immediately okay. straight re relocated right to Virginia Beach, Virginia. Unfortunately, nice. I didn't get to spend my whole life, maybe like my first few years of my life okay. there uh, okay. before relocating down here to Atlanta and then yeah. back and forth between there and Memphis. But Virginia Beach has always had a place in my heart because it is a home. I classify it as home. Social sure. security is based out of there and everything, baby. So yeah. 757, I got love for y'all out there. You already know. What's up? Absolutely. <laughs> love the 757. Did a lot of fun things there. And then uh, in 2016, moved to Atlanta, which uh, really I think is one of the best moves I've ever made. And so um, absolutely love being in Atlanta. And it has really opened up a whole new world for me uh, in terms of being able to be involved in other things in the world of music and wrestling and other things so yeah that's the short version it's the short i don't know if i gave you all you wanted but it's the, Man, it's the short version. shoot you gave me enough to definitely be satisfied and love what i was hearing there brother i mean personally <laughs> that right there that's a heck of a resume if i do say wow. so myself and like you said quite the combination you know uh yes. being a math major i don't know we might have to see if we can uh pull up some stats here on the wrestling world and see if we can <laughs> get our math major going right here you know test yeah. those math skills some but um let's see man um so that's awesome now speaking of music uh we see mm -hmm. you in the back representing in the background for all my visual watchers that watch this yes. visually uh we see that you got the promotion going on there in the background we'll get mm -hmm. into a little bit more about that but you know yeah. as a music guy we see you got bonafide radio so uh yes. tell us a little bit about how you got that created and how that came about for sure. So uh, Bonnerfied Radio, an internet radio station that I began uh, back in 2009. Um, to go into that, I got to go back a little bit further. I'm going to go way, way back. Let me go back to 1997. Ooh. I'm dating myself there. What a great 90s, year. 
a great <laughs> year. Oh my God, great year. 1997 um, connected with some dear friends from across the country mm-hmm. to do something that hadn't been done in music yet, particularly in the faith-based movement, um, where there had not been much representation for gospel music, gospel news, or anything like that on the internet in 97. Mm-hmm. So we started this website called gospelflavor.com. And um, that was really kind of the leading news website for um, faith-based entertainment and all of that type of stuff. So that was really cool. That led to my career in radio, mm-hmm. where in 2004, uh, in Virginia Beach, I ended up joining a station called Rejoice 100.9. And I was there doing kind of their music and entertainment segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first day, it was supposed to be 15 minutes. It turned to two hours. That's only because people kept calling in and we moved into discussion and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. So that ultimately led to me actually becoming a co-host on the morning show on that station where we won a couple of stellar awards, which was really, really cool. And um, then in 2009, I ended up going to start my own station uh, with Bonnerfied Radio. And it was kind of, again, a really forward thinking move in the faith-based community and it was really different because we didn't just do faith-based music we did a bit of everything so i wanted to kind of have a safe space where people could come because the, the one thing i know about people is you don't listen primarily to one genre of music mm-hmm. depending upon your space in life and what you're doing you might work out to one thing. You might need inspiration for something else. You might need tracks for love. You need all of it. And I wanted to be that space where you could laugh, you could love, you could learn all in the same space. So it was a normal thing on our station to hear anything from Kirk Franklin to Lecrae to Kendrick Lamar to, you know, I mean, like it was, it was that kind of eclectic thing And it drew a lot of music lovers. And so we were real. I mean, we had so much fun connecting with all kinds of people from all over the place. So, you know, from your lettuces to Avery Sunshine to Faith Evans and Kirk Franklin. And like, it was crazy. It was really, really crazy. (laughs) And um, so I, I, I have loved that space. It gave us opportunity to connect with some folks from the UK and do shows literally around the world. Uh, we've won some awards over time, all, all that fun stuff. But uh, that's Bonafide Radio. That's my baby. And uh, I have loved all that we've been able to create uh, with that station, which has led to some new opportunities. Yeah. Um, I'm working now with a station called SoFlo Radio, okay. which uh, is now distributed uh, on iHeartRadio, um, Amazon Alexa, Live 365, like all these crazy places, yeah. uh, specific to Christian hip hop. So your Lecrae's, your Andy Minio's, NF, Indie Tribe, all that jazz. Uh, I get to really rock uh, with that side of things right now, which is a lot of fun. Like I yes. love the music element. And it's funny because, and we'll get into this at some point, but I, I, sort of Mm -hmm. sort of took a small break from the world of music uh to concentrate on things developing and wrestling and it was somewhat intentional um so that people could see that side of me because so many knew the music side that they weren't you know really up on what was about to happen in wrestling so it was kind of 
taking time away to be able to now be able to do both and people can be fully immersed on either side of, of whatever you get from me. So, yeah, man, you know, that is so amazing to hear too, to like completely honest, it sounds like a similar path. You know, I, I find sure. myself in that same uh, path that you just mentioned being uh, the wow. fact that I started off like artists first, you mm -hmm. know, uh, mm -hmm. Christian, you know, faith-based yeah. artist. you know, Sweet. like to do, to be in that lane for so long, wrestling was kind of like similar to me. It was one of those things I grew up, you know, yeah. uh, watching, keeping up with, and it's always been there and not having a way to really fulfill both, you know, was always sure. kind of weird. And I've been in this transition now where I've like kind of, you know, started with this podcast and it's, yeah. and it's developing into some other things uh, yeah. that are around wrestling and merging music and wrestling together. But yet mm -hmm. it's cool because right just before the pandemic year in that late 2019, as we mentioned earlier in the show, like, that's kind of where it was like Russell was nagging at me a little bit, like, man, yeah, yeah. You know, there's still a part of me who wants to get into this lane a little bit. And I was sure. listening to all these other podcasts. Shout out to my Jobber Tears crew. You know, we had them yes. on the show. Y'all know who we're talking about. Uh, yeah. Shout out to just Dirty Heels, like so many other mm -hmm. dope podcasts out there. Um, Wrestling Inc. podcast. Everybody's just been out there that have inspired me to really kind of get into this lane. And I was like, yeah okay, we're going to do this, you know, so shout out to my guy, Derek, you know, owner of OTS that platforms the platform, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. uh, you know, it, when I came to him, like, Hey, let's, let's do some wrestling. You know, let me, let me be a wrestling media guy. And he's like, all right, cool. Let's get you a shot. And then boom, it just took off from there. So, uh, you know, all of that to come full circle to say like meeting you, I definitely could tell that from getting a chance to do some research on what you had going. And I'm like, yeah, this brother is definitely deeper than wrestling. And I, and I wow. really appreciate Thank that. you, man. You know, I appreciate I, it. I, I, I peeped that. And I was like, yeah. I like, I, I like it. Your story already is definitely intriguing a lot of people. So we'll get more into Bonnerfide for sure. sure. Uh, you know, but that that's, that's basically a way to, to, to put you over, you know, get you, appreciate get you set. Um, yeah. you know, so we, let's go ahead and just get right on into it some more, man. And let's, let's talk a little wrestling, man. So you grew up, as you said, you know, um, well, actually real quick to talk about that, that, that village that you come from, you know, that uh -huh. village, you know, they say it's yeah. a village to raise a child. Absolutely. You know? So would wrestling be a part of that village that raised you as a child? Or what, what, Absolutely. What? <laughs> I mean, wrestling, it's so funny. I, I have been literally wrestling has defined my life mm -hmm. you know it really really has it's one of those things that has always been there that I've always loved unapologetically mm -hmm. um you know and for those people because it's weird there are people who will try to make you separate it right like you can't do this and that and I'm a firm believer I absolutely can do this and that there's yeah. no reason why I can't so you know, for me, wrestling has always been there. Again, early memories with my grandfather, watching wrestling, uh, going to matches, you know, having that kind of live experience, you know, and then being able to experience that with my dad. And yeah. then here's a funny story. Uh, the day I graduated from Virginia Union, right? Mm -hmm. That, uh, yeah, that was a, was it a Saturday or Sunday? I think it was a Saturday. The, yeah, it was a Saturday. Because then that Sunday, the next day, we went to a pay-per-view. Oh. <laughs> it was just kind of, it was one of those things, you wow. know. So that that's kind of us as a family. And so wrestling has always, always been 
a massive part. And so I was fortunate enough to kind of experience territory days and then kind of watch the boom of wrestling, you know, from the first WrestleMania to obviously the advent of pay-per-view. And then we get to the Monday night wars and all that jazz, you know, living through all of that uh, is a special space because you really can pull from a lot of that. So for me, yeah, man, wrestling all day, every day, twice on Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that really twice on Sunday for sure. Oh yeah. And it was like, yeah. I definitely, I love those days where you can get a double dose. You got to church on a Sunday. You got oh, to yeah. come home with the family, kick back, catch a good pay-per-view and just, oh yeah. Chill. You know, oh, like yeah. those were like some of the best Sundays ever, man. I promise. For sure. You. And in my case, you know, it was like, because of how young I started out, you know, right around that Monday night wars area. It was like, mm-hmm. you watch that, you get up, it's time to go to school the next morning and talk about it. With right. So it's like, right. You know, so like those, those were like the best times. I would never take any of those times away. So, totally. you know, uh, that being said, that is, that is good. So you, you got a good dose of generations and eras in your yes. book, you know, again, without revealing age, we're not going to do that around here. Now we're not going to let that be, you know, All good. Y'all figure that out for your own selves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, you know, honestly, you, you, you look young to me, brother. So well, you know, thank I'm, you. I'm not even going to do that. But uh, <laughs> the fact is let's, let's, let's get into it, man. Um, did you have any, any like, well, okay, we're gonna we're gonna stick in the bag. Normally, with the wrestlers, I tend to ask like wrestling influences. So let me sure. go. Let me go into the commentating bag because we got a commentator okay. on our hands yeah. here. So, yeah, how do you know who who are your inspirational commentator figures that really jumped out to you over the years? Like, who were the ones that made you say, "Now, if I ever got into this." This is this is a personality I could take from. I kind of I kind of like this guy and that guy, or even this yeah. girl because we got you know girls in the fray nowadays. Absolutely. Uh, so so like talk to the people, man. Where you get so that? I, from? I think there are eras for for commentators, um, and I say that because each era had a different sound. Mm-hmm. So you know my earliest eras, some people may not even remember Vince McMahon, the commentator. Ooh, good but one. But Vince McMahon, the commentator, mm-hmm. was pretty serious. Yeah. Like, when I would think of all the WWE voices, you know, and this is before we all knew Vince was the owner. Mm-hmm. Vince is the commentator was the, the, the voice. Everybody mm-hmm. else was kind of, it was like, okay, yeah, all right, but I want to hear what Vince has to say. So that was one of my earliest influences. I loved the way that Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan worked off of each other. They were such a great combination. And that's when we really started seeing how you could have the serious commentator Mm -hmm. and both the playful and heel commentator playing off of each other. Uh, I credit Gorilla Monsoon for expanding my vocabulary because there were words I would learn from Gorilla Monsoon that would end up becoming part of my vocabulary or certain sayings and phrases, you know, the whole uh, irresistible force against the immovable object, you know, that's a whole Gorilla Monsoon thing, which it's just like, wow, and these iconic kinds of calls. Um, As we start progressing, uh, I love Tony Schiavone in the NWA. Uh, he again, you talk about iconic voices as Vince was the early iconic voice for WWE. Tony Schiavone 
was the voice for the NWA and WCW. When you heard Tony Schiavone's voice, you know something serious is about to happen. This is official. And I think as I watched a Tony Schiavone and then we get into a Jim Ross and people forget that before the AEW days, they worked together, you know, in the old NWA and the WCW. When you heard those guys, you knew it was something big happening. The way they would talk about things, you know, I love Jim Ross. He was the one that always brought the history of the wrestlers in. He would tell us where they went to college. He would tell us what position they played if they played football. You know, he would tell us all of that kind of history. And that history begins building a story for why you as the the viewer should actually take this person seriously. You know, Mm -hmm. sure, they're a big person, but wow, they did this in college. And wow, they were a Heisman Trophy winner. And wow. you know. So when you start understanding all of that, it really starts now – painting a picture in your head as to to why they're important. So, you know, Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Gorilla Monsoon, uh, Vince McMahon, you know, and then as we start getting into the world of modern commentary, I'm a massive fan of Mauro Ronaldo. O-M-G. Let me tell you what I love about Mauro. Let's go. Mauro's the guy who, first of all, knew every move in the book. Yeah. But he found a way to balance it with pop culture and the way he would break out with these analogies. I literally would sit and go, how'd you think of that? Mm-hmm. Or literally something would happen yesterday on social media. He would work it into his call today. And I'm like, you, <laughs> you know, he said something lasted uh, longer than a TikTok video. And I was like, dude, it's, 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 it's that kind of stuff. So for me, those guys, that's it. I mean, I, I love them. I'm loving what Corey Graves is doing right now. Yep. I think in a world where you don't have the super intelligent heel, he's mm. that. And yeah. gosh, it's, it's great. So my love for commentary, I love a lot of folks who are doing it. But those are the guys who... I've really been paying attention a lot to in terms of gleaning from learning from and being inspired by. I love that. Those are really great um, inspirations and, and people to pick brains from, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And kind of analyze and really pay attention because much like it is, is important to, for a wrestler when they're studying a wrestler's moveset or the character of, this wrestler or that wrestler from different eras. It's just as important for people who take commentary just as serious, you know, because you can see Absolutely. where, you know, maybe a Corey Graves who, you know, they talk about the Graves family and how, you know, intelligent they are in the wrestling world anyway. So like to see mm-hmm. that he's done his research and he's seen a lot of the, you know, Gorilla Monsoons and the Jim Rosses, and he's been able to study from what they got and then develop his own sense of commentary you know what i'm saying especially to go from a retired wrestler who you know couldn't wrestle anymore and do what he loved Mm -hmm. and still take what he loved and use his mind someone that i really always admired myself was always taz taz was definitely one of my favorites because i loved the way he would like break it down for you literally sure you know move by move especially if it came to like his art style when it comes to him being the suplex 
you know, machine, I almost said assassin. Right. Shout out to my yeah. boy, Alex Kane. But, you know, like <laughs> to be a suplex, you know, uh, specialist and mm-hmm. just be able to, to break down any suplex or any waist lock that somebody yeah. does, any type of takedown to be able to like literally sit there and be like, oh yeah, this was that. And, you know, to really do that, you got to apply, you know, your, your arms and you just got to use your core strength to do this. It was just yeah. those type of things where you're like, man, this is really cool. And the dynamic uh, growing up watching SmackDown with him and Michael Cole, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, that to me was always like the best duo, man. They made it, you know, for that ruthless aggression era for them to carry right. that like that. And, and, and man, it was just always making matches must see and definitely must hear with that type of commentary. So I like oh. those. I like those a lot. You know, that's a very, very great bag of uh, inspirations to pull into. So mm-hmm. tell the people like what, now we've heard a little bit about your influences. How did you find yourself? I mean, anybody that hears your voice right now, they're, they're definitely not surprised you're a commentator. They can wow. tell that you run your own radio station, everything. They can tell all these things because they say immediately, hey, this guy definitely has a radio type of voice. He's got, wow. he's got that sound. So how, how did you, you know, naturally find yourself? I know you mentioned being a, a editor of a newspaper and things yeah. like that back in the day. So how did that transition being able to be a color commentator in the pro wrestling business? You know, it's funny. I, I realized that all of my life experiences really worked together to lead me to that point. Mm-hmm. So going to my love for radio, which started as a kid, I loved radio. I was the kid in sixth grade trying out to do the PA announcements, right? Ooh. You know, that was me. And I loved doing that. You know, I like that behind the scenes. I like the voices. I love that type of thing. So that's really where I've been my entire life, mm-hmm. you know, depending upon whatever it was I was doing. And so when it came time to to do commentary, which the story of even how I got into commentary is crazy. I have to tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I realized in that moment that all of the things that I've been doing, starting the podcast, doing the radio station, all of those things mm-hmm. had been preparing me for that particular moment. And so mm-hmm. the way the commentary thing happened is just crazy. I first have to shout out my wife. Because here's how that story started. Uh, for a birthday gift one year, uh, 2018, she mm-hmm. got me a Groupon, a 10-pass Groupon to DDPY, which is uh, DDP Yoga. Yes. Now, someone asked, where does that have anything to do with it? Let me explain. So I finally took her up on that in February of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to DDPY. You know, everybody thinks when you go there, you're going to see Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, but what I found is that I actually loved DDP Yoga. I har- I never got to train with him at all. Um, but the people that were there were incredible people. Mm-hmm. And I, while I was there, I saw one day on the wall the AEW sign. Now, again, 2019... They didn't officially launch. They had their first press conference in January 2019. Mm -hmm. Double or Nothing was coming in May as their first event. Mm -hmm. So this is like March or April. And I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I then started just kind of asking around and found out that uh, some of the guys there at DDPY also were running their own 
wrestling promotion and the promotion was called Southern Honor Wrestling. So I started asking questions like, hey, you know, I'd love to be involved at some point, but didn't know how. Uh, I had planned to be at the May show, but I couldn't because my son was going to be born. And the last thing I wanted was to be at a wrestling match when my son is born. I wasn't going to go over well. Yeah, I knew that. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I ended up missing the night when Jericho and Omega and all those guys invaded SHW. I was just like, great. I missed that. Crazy. Wow. But the time would come around. I went to my first SHW match in September. Mm-hmm. And when I went, I just was amazed by what I saw. I didn't know who I was going to be seeing in the ring, but by match two, they had me hooked. And shout out to David Ali because it was his match that got me hooked. And I was just like, whoa. So they run their show first Friday of every month. Uh, September, October, November show. I noticed there was only one guy in the commentary booth. So I met the commentator. Shout out Brandon Benefield, who has become my my ace, my guy. Um, You know, and I told him, I said, hey, listen, if you if you ever need anybody to come fill in, I'd be more than happy to help, you know? And and he was just like, okay, yeah. And I thought it was giving me that good convention talk, you know, when they, yeah, sure, sure. So, okay, (laughs) fine. So come the December show, I'd already bought my ticket, was planning to be there and um, had a really rough day that day. So I was just like, let me go to the show, just kind of ease my mind. Got to the show at 7.30, show starts at 8.00. 7.30, 7.30, I go to walk through the door. Uh, the booker, Dylan Freimeyer, shout out to Dylan, um, meets me at the door. And he says, we've been trying to get a hold of you all day. And I was like, huh? What do you mean by you've been trying to get a hold of me? He says, yes, we've been trying to get a hold of you all day. Do you want to do commentary tonight? Ooh. I said yes before I could get scared. <laughs> I said yes so fast. It was a knee-jerk reaction. And then I'm like, wait, I'm not dressed for this. I don't even know if I remember the card. Like, what am I doing? And so they whisk me away. You know, I go to his car, follow him. I text my guys. Shout out to my brothers from the faction, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, John Murray, my guys. So (laughs) I'm like, guys, this is really about to happen. And so I go in. I meet with Gary Lamb. Shout out to Gary and... You know, I'm now sitting in the seat next to Brandon 15 minutes before the show. And Gary issues these epic words to me. He says, hey, listen, uh, if this goes well tonight, the job's yours. So don't suck. Come on. Jeesh. Thanks. <laughs> so I hear Eminem in my head. You only get one shot, right? One shot. And Come so on. for me, my thought is if I've got one shot, I'm going to make the most of this one shot. And so... Did match one and Brandon leans over and he's like, oh, I think we got something. We immediately clicked. We immediately gelled, got the job that night. And uh, I've been in the world of commentary ever since. Man, talk about talk about meant to be right. You know what I'm saying? Right place, right time. And as we say, you know, in the faith based world, you know what I'm saying? Right on time. Always. Well, and let me and let me go there. I, I think we can never deny the power of divine appointments. Come on. You know, I think what happens to us a lot of times is we just think things randomly happen. But, you know, I'm a believer that everything that happens 
God prepares us for. And if we're following him, he's going to lead us in that path where we end up at the right place, sometimes without even trying. I can't tell you how many times I was trying to figure out how do I apply here? How do I get? I don't know how to get in. Like the world of wrestling, it's not one of those spaces where, you know, it's it's gotten a bit better now in terms of if you want to be a wrestler. But if you want to be a commentator, like there's no real way to get in. There's not a school you go to. There's not, you know, nobody's holding open casting calls for commentators. So it really had to be a scenario where God opened a door. And I genuinely believe he did that. And um, everything changed after that. And so it's one of those things where, A, if it's something that you really want, you have to always prepare for it. You cannot wait to get ready because when you get there, there's no time to get ready. You have to be ready, you know? And when you get there, don't suck. (laughs) (laughs) Wise words. I mean, you can't get more simpler than that, right? Like in any profession. Gary is going to love the fact that I quoted him in a podcast. But I mean, it's, it's really one of those things where you have to put your best foot forward because you don't get a second chance. And that could have literally been a guest spot. And it turned into being something where, you know, two and a half years later, I'm there and it's led to some other opportunities, which we'll probably talk about. So, yeah, you got to be ready and be open, ready to go through the open door. That's the key. Honestly, there's no better way to put that. Um, A better way to even really just add that, add emphasis of what you say about getting ready and trying to, you know, you stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. So when you stay ready, get ready, people. You know what I'm saying? You're good. You're good. Stay ready and don't suck. You know, that's the way of putting them together. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, most eloquent thing I've said on the podcast. Come on now. Come on. You know, and I, I'm, I'm a firm believer of that myself, man. That's why, you know, I'm just, I, this podcast is literally the reason for that. You know, um, the thing, the doors, it's open, the connections, it's made so far. Um, and even to have a guest like yourself on where, you know, for on off air conversations, you just never know what these type of things lead to. But so many wrestlers have just been impressed by the personality, the charisma and like, man, hey, we need you out here uh, hyping us up. And I'm like, sure. you know, there's more, more little signs to say to myself, okay, there's something here. And yeah. Yeah. I, need to, I need to tap deeper into this thing because believe me when I say that, it's just waiting, you know, yeah. and, and the door is going to open itself up as I continue to continue to do this. So the, the example of stories like yours signify to anybody out there listening, regardless of any type of profession you want to get in, Maybe it's wrestling, maybe it's music, maybe it's, you know, um, any type of creative entrepreneurial trait, you know, or independent contractor type of job, or, you know, just working for yourself in general, regardless of the skill set. like it's going to be there for you, but you got to stay prepared and you got to stay ready and don't suck. I mean, it's, I feel like that's a reoccurring theme. We're probably going (laughs) to say throughout the episode is just make sure you stay ready and don't (laughs) suck. You know, (laughs) like it just seems like it's one of those type of things. And uh, now I'm noticing on the shirt there, let's talk a little bit Mm -hmm. about the shirt, you know, keeping that, you know, millions, billions, Uh trillions. So I'm assuming, you know, while we're on the subject of opening doors and, Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, firm believers here of what God can do, uh, I'm assuming this is a way of, 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 of claiming 
what's what's on the horizon here you know starting off with the millions to then turn yeah. into a billion and then yeah. you know trillionaire where you got so much money you can't help but bless everybody because you just got too much to have for yourself right what, yeah. what, 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 what what's the inspiration behind the shirt there well i gotta shout out my guy travis malloy who uh oddly enough i met as an artist uh working at bonafide radio he says i gave him one of his first opportunities which i appreciate um but uh, as i've watched him build this particular brand uh it has been something incredible that has revolutionized his life and urban culture uh with a simple idea and it's got a lot to do with mindset you know you can't really have better until you begin to think better Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for those in the faith-based community, you're familiar with the scripture that says, as a man thinks in his heart, so mm-hmm. is he. And mm-hmm. so you can't possibly live high if you're thinking low, you know, so your thinking uh, has to begin to change. And then it really begins to direct your opportunities, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm a believer that uh, exposure breeds expectations. It's really hard to expect more if you haven't been exposed to more. So that's where you've got to start changing your environment, getting in some different spaces, getting exposed to some different things so you can see, hey, the world is a bit different than what I'm currently accustomed to. You know, the world was bigger than the village of Monticello for me. So it was like you you don't know that till you go to New York City. You don't know that until you go to some other spaces and you realize, oh, no, there's a whole lot more than just the main street called Broadway. So, yeah, (laughs) let me get out of here and go after what's in the world. And so that's really what this shirt is about. And uh, and I'll have to tell you, I got my own merch, which I'll tell you about before we leave. But shout out to Travis Malloy. I had to rep him on this show because I love that dude and I love his movement. Um, And check out all the things that he's doing. Just go follow him, Travis Malloy. just a lot of great stuff yeah you know I, I love hearing that you know i got a shameless plug for myself man shout out to uh made for christ you know i'm always repping my family out here in atlanta love man it. and you know they're just local community guys in the atlanta area man always out here doing stuff in the community but also just letting you know that we are made for christ we are made and definitely equipped hence the word made ladies and gentlemen so always like make it. sure you go look up made for christ that's made for christ with the number four check them out Trust me when I say just like that, man. It's always good to put people on when they're out here doing great things for the community, especially in a faith-based mindset. So, you know, just a quick shameless plug to put over that, you know, that crew over there that I like so much, man. But uh, awesome. yeah, we, 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 we here, you know, so I, I got a little something that we're going to do. We're going to do something okay. real different. You know, I've, let's I, go. I, I, this is something unique. You know, I'm always doing something different on the show in some okay. kind of way. And this actually just came off the fly since you're my first commentator to ever okay. join the show. So that in the future, if I do this with other commentators, you know, I know that when I can do something like this, if the fans and the listeners out there of the show actually like this. Now I'm going to let y'all know if you're listening to the audio version, well, you're just going to have to study it based off what you hear and not what you see, you know, but based off the audio that will play of what I'm going to play in the video, you could just possibly pull up the video and then take his commentary to this video and apply that to study. If you want, if you're looking to be an aspiring commentator, because I know you mentioned that there's no school exactly for what we do. So that being said, what better way than to give them a quick sample crash course? Do I have a segment name for this? Not quite just yet, y'all, but I'll come up with one because y'all know I'm good with that off the fly. So 
Mr. Bonner, you know, Mr. Bonner, if you will, we're going to pull up a video. Okay. And I want you to literally demonstrate the arts of commentary, color commentary to those out there who, you know, really want to study this harder and really get into it, how to break something down in some in so many ways that people wouldn't even think to notice or break it down from your commentary experience. Would you would you like okay. to be doing that? Okay, sure. Let me just make sure I understand what you want me to do. So you want okay. me to just kind of talk about what I would pull out of that or yeah yeah like okay. it'll, just, it'll be like a clip you know it's going to be a famous okay. clip clip we all know about actually you know some okay. people have okay. probably been tired of it by now but I'm only pulling okay. this up because it's a good little sample clip to use uh okay so I want you to now here's the cool thing about this you can come at this uh you, you come off like me you come off like a natural baby face here so i'm gonna assume okay. you'll likely go to baby face route here but okay. just you know explain you know put your personality into it however you want to do it as a color you know color commentator uh okay. but take anything that you've installed in your arsenal of commentating apply okay. it to this video and just demonstrate how a color commentator will commentate something they're literally looking at uh so let me see if we can get the screen up here. Okay. Let's see. Let me see. I'm going to pull the video up. We already got it. All right. And make sure it shares the sound. All right. So actually, do I want to share the sound? No. You know what? I won't share the sound for this because we're actually just going to let you comment. Well, no, actually, you know what? I'm gonna do it where I share it with the sound and then we'll let it not share the sound. Okay, so okay. as you can see here, we got a very, very interesting video <laughs> right here that everybody remembers, okay. everybody knows okay. very well. So, okay. Mr. Gerard Bonner, uh, what we would like for you to do is commentate everything that we are seeing right in the midst of this and then i'll replay it with a muted aspect so that uh you know this is for my audio listeners because they won't be able to see the video so they'll sure. hear what's being commentated on so that way they have an idea so let's get into okay. it you know, you know who's got the hardest job tonight javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated now if she loses he can't win <laughs> Smith wins, like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it, all right? <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one, okay. I'm out here, uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Somebody's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, so we got here we have the joke that everybody is obviously uh, by now probably also over but really quickly so Mr Bonner what I want to do here with you is I want to execute what exactly is it here that we are witnessing from a color commentators perspective when we see what we see here. Uh, 
let me rewind here like an instant replayer would do. And uh, you tell me, good sir, tell the people what it is that we're uh, witnessing here and, and why we're witnessing it the way we're witnessing it here. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, obviously we're seeing here Chris Rock is doing what Chris Rock does. He is clearly on the stage making lots of jokes. And at this point, uh, yeah, things aren't exactly going according to plan. It looks like Will Smith is coming up to greet him. But wow, that is not a greeting. That's a full-on slap. That's, yeah. <laughs> full-on slap, right? You yeah. Know? Something tells me that that's not supposed to happen exactly and, and and so here we are you know in a live aspect right and here we are at the oscars where you know obviously there's no commentary as we can see so in the life of a commentator in a live situation where something isn't necessarily in the script as they say not planned something that wasn't really you know went off script a bit uh in the most professional manner how are you uh, executing what you see in a way that is, you know, catering to the people who literally watch this? Like, was that supposed to happen or what just happened? So here, here's something interesting. In a scenario like this, uh, we would, or well, I would consider it to be a promo of sorts. Mm. And so in a promo, uh, part of my job is to lay low and let the guys in the ring that are talking tell mm. that particular story mm. until we get to a point where either there's some physical action or there's something that needs to be described. So I think once we get to the point where Will actually slaps uh, uh, Chris Rock, mm -hmm. I think initially, and, and part of what would be brilliant, I think in this moment, is to have that space of ambiguity that everybody's feeling. Um, part of what I like to do as a commentator is to do it from a fan's perspective. So what did we just see here would be my initial call. Like, why in the world did Will slap Chris Rock? And this is not that kind of a space for that. So yeah. what's happened? So literally in my world, we'd probably end up going to like commercial break. Mm. We'd come back and have then a full discussion on this with replay and everything because the people would have questions. Mm -hmm. And my job is to, okay, let's raise the questions that you have. Mm -hmm. Let's kind of build off of the information that either is presented to us or information we could find. So in a commercial break of sorts, I'm a big research guy. Mm -hmm. So I would be research, and, and I'll tell you what I actually did that night. That night, you know, I'm sitting watching it, uh -huh. and my wife and I were like, what just happened? Did that really happen? Uh -huh. You know? And then it came to, why did this happen? Is there something going on? And so, you know, we were wondering, well, is there a movie coming out? Are they trying to promote something? And then there came the understanding of the whole alopecia. And then there was the understanding of the relationship between Chris Rock and, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith. And so, so then we start raising all of these questions. And in a commentary space, those are the kinds of things that we'd start building off of mm -hmm. after the commercial break. But in a moment like that, my job isn't to necessarily talk over that. 
My job is to let them tell that story. And then after, and, and, and sometimes silence says more than words. Mm. You kind of have to know when to speak and when not to speak. And what I found is in moments where we aren't speaking, which if they are rare moments, then you really know, okay, something just happened, mm. you know? Because if, if, if I am dumbfounded and I'm lost for words, then whoa, you know? Mm. So I'll tell you one of my, um, one of my commentary secrets, which I don't normally tell secrets, but whatever, here's your it's okay. excuse. You, you um, know, yeah. uh, free me for this one. It's okay. One of, one, of, one of my secrets is actually a lesson I learned from Jim Ross, um, which is I do not like to know what's going to happen. Mm. In all of the spaces I'm in, in SHW, they know this. Do not tell Gerard what the plan is. I don't want to know if there's a run sheet. I don't want to see it. I don't, I don't want any of it because for me, my reactions need to be authentic. Mm. I need to be authentically surprised. I need to be authentically excited. I don't want to know results of matches. Mm. I don't, I don't want to know any of it. If there's anything I want to know, I want to know maybe the name of a move so that if the wrestler has a specific name for that, I'm going to usually do my research so I can have things to talk about unless there's some other things they specifically want me to talk about. But I don't want to know finishes. I don't want to know any of that stuff. I need to be authentically surprised so that the call that you hear is from an authentic place. Hmm. That is, that is, oh boy, you know what? You're going to make me drop a sound effect for that bomb right there you just <laughs> dropped. Woo, talk about a gem, ladies and gentlemen. Now that right there. Because here's the thing. I'm not an actor. Come on. This is real for me. Yep. So for you to get a real reaction, I don't want to play a role. You know, this is this is me. This is my name. This is the name on the birth certificate. This is who I am. You know, so for me, for it to be authentic, I need not know what's going to happen. I, nope. That is that is a great trait to have you know now there are some people who probably can you know obviously um learn results learn what's going on and still present it in a in a authentic way right sure. as you said like acting actors kind of way but i actually feel like that would be a style i would go with too i mean it's kind of like watching a movie right you mm -hmm. know you're watching a movie you know you're not gonna go watch spider-man you know no way home and you know, after hearing all the spoilers of, oh yeah, guys, all three Peter Parkers from from each Spider-Man generation has shown up in one film, right. and right. they're teaming up together. Like, you don't want to know that. You know, you right. want to you want to wait, find out for yourself, see the raw reaction that you're gonna give yourself. You mm -hmm. know, so that you know, like, wow. You know, you get your own thoughts, and then you get your own form of commentating from. Oh, uh, you know, I didn't really like the way this was presented and how he was entered in here. Or, mm -hmm. yeah, this and that, you know, X, Y, Z. So that, that's a great trait to have. So, you know, guys, girls, you know, all my commentators, future aspiring commentators out there, take this as a, as a free sample class, if you will. So, you know, by the compliments of Mr. Gerard Bonner and, of course, your host, Dwayne. Dwayne and to, Jr. And to that point, I will also say learn what works for you because mm -hmm. that works for me. 
it doesn't work for my broadcast partner, Brandon Benefield. Mm. He has to know. Like he just he and he and he works better that way. So you have to figure what's gonna work best for you. Like if if you think you're gonna be lost, then find out whatever you need to find out. Just figure out which style works for you. I love it, man. Honestly, that right there is really great advice to take in. Um, it, it's it's one of those things that, you know, much like when I, I had Miss um, Miranda on the show, uh, giving me the aspect of the backstage interviewer or mm-hmm. the ring announcer, right? How those jobs are different from each other and how that goes. It's great and interesting to hear the commentator's perspective because a lot of times, People usually look at that job, um, much like that of a referee, because even with referees, uh, people used to think that was the easiest job out of all of it. And it's like, no, it's not. You got to do a lot of communicating with the talent. You got to do communicating with, you know, you got to sell yourself as a referee. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're part of the show just as much as the wrestlers are. And it's, it's, it's not as easy as it may look. But commentary is the same way. You know, people hear like, oh, yeah, I mean, I could do that, you know, sit ringside and talk about, you know, what I'm looking at, X, Y, Z, put some character on it. Like, yeah, but that's only half of it. It's like, as you mentioned, you're a researcher, so you got to research some facts. You, you, your style can be, oh, you know, uh, did you know that so-and-so came from da-da-da-da-da and has a background in shoot style wrestling, da-da-da-da-da, right? Then you got your, your your breakdown commentator that knows move for move for move for move, you know, like right. Amaro Ronaldo, you know, like mm-hmm. where you can tell you the history of this suplex or how th- how deadly this move can be or right. maneuvers like this and submissions like that, right? And really educates you. Then mm-hmm. you've got your animated colored commentator who can literally hit you with punchline after punchline after punchline and and literally just hit you left and right where you're like man they're just hilarious and yet so great kind of like uh somebody that people love nowadays in in a current aspect pat mcafee you know everybody loves how he's able to do that right he's Mm -hmm. so animated you know all in face standing on top of the table he's, he's another one he doesn't want to know what happens. They don't tell him anything, you know? So there's something to be said for, for not knowing. Again, there are folks who need to know, but others, you get it really natural and that's what you get. Yeah. Come on. See, so that, that just goes to show, this is why I love all aspects of the wrestling business. Personally, this is what made me create this platform to bring people from different worlds and realms of wrestling because you have a lot of casual viewers and you have hardcore viewers. Even the hardcore viewers are educated from this show because there are things they didn't even know because maybe they're just hardcore fans where they know what they hear in the news and the gossip sites and different things like that. But to actually get a deep interlook, like deep inside and really see like, wow, this is what it's like pulling the curtain a little bit back to see the life of a commentator, a life of a referee, a life of a backstage ring announcer or, you know, ring announcer or anybody, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, wow, this is, this is some stuff, you know, a cameraman. We've even had camera people on the show talking Mm -hmm. about the aspects of being able to shoot and angles you got to shoot from. So all that to be said, man, this is just amazing information to process. And, uh, Mr. Bonner, like how how long the question is, how long do you see yourself 
in this field so far? I mean, we see you love wrestling and we know with all of the different avenues you have going on and have been doing for so long, how long do you realistically see yourself in the color commentators bag of things? I, I love this job. I absolutely love it. I mean, I see myself in it for a long time. Yeah. Um, I really, really do. The cool thing is there isn't really a shelf life for it. As long as you keep yourself fresh and you become a trusted voice, uh, you, you can have a really long shelf life as a commentator. So for me, I look, I look to be doing this for quite some time. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. And it, and it, it really shows, uh, you know, and I, I agree. It's definitely one of those career fields that you can have a great time. Like color commentators, probably more so than anyone. I know wrestlers, they say have a lot of fun, but of course there's the physical aspect too, you know, sure. like, you know, it has its limitations depending on, you know, how you take care of yourself and different things like that. Um, or just what, you know, how safe you are, you know, with what right. you do in the ring. But man, it seems like when you're on the commentator's table, I mean, as you mentioned, we see Jim Ross literally still going. <laughs> right, right. Business, right. You know, um, you see from time to time, Jerry Lawler hop on there mm -hmm. and do his thing a little bit. You know, you see, you, you, you've seen so many different people get on there. I think even one time, uh, it was a while back, but even one time Vince McMahon uh, reminded people of when he was a commentator and kind of, you know, totally. modern day got on the commentator's table. Totally. A little bit. You know, we saw Triple H do it during the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Where it was like, right. wow, you could do this if you wanted to. Guys mm -hmm. who are current talents like The Miz or somebody do commentary and you're like, man, you're a natural commentator. You could do this if you want after you wrestle. You know, <laughs> so it's like the avenues are crazy for this lane. Um, who knows, Mr. Bonner, maybe one day you know, I don't know. That's a, that's a business idea for an off-air conversation. But who knows? Knowing that there's no school for a commentator out there. Who knows, man? You know, maybe we can trailblaze a little bit here. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, we, can, maybe we can set that up. Get somebody, you know, <laughs> get to get some, just some educators and tap into some of the resources and get some people to be special guest uh, teachers for the day or the evening and, you know, get a crash course going for people. You know, you want, you want to be a commentator? Let's get you signed up for the school. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, uh, one thing I definitely want to ask is, do you have a dream list of people you would like to guest commentate with in the future that are in the business? It could be past, present, uh, even if you want to go into the past of some of the people who aren't living uh, anymore these days. You know, who who's like a dream uh, list for you of people you would love to color commentate with? Probably top three would be Jim Ross, okay. uh, Tony Schiavone, mm. and Mauro Ronaldo. Ooh. And I think uh, an addition, uh, an honorable mention would either be Pat McAfee or uh, Corey Graves. Yeah, that is, oh boy, that's a solidified list right there, man. You're yeah. telling me that ah, would I be could. bucket list for sure. Whoo, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. It's a lot of things you can play off on that right there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna throw one in there, and I'm gonna even say a lot of people don't like. This. I don't know why. I love this. I love Byron. Byron to me, yeah. I feel is very slept on. I feel like Byron okay. Saxton's a slept on commentator, man. Like that guy really brings aspects to it, and I feel like he'd be a guy I definitely wouldn't mind uh, playing commentating. He he even lets people like egg on him from time to time you know sure. you can literally 
talk about him in a funny way and like elevate yourself in your own commentary by making fun of him and it yeah. works you know what i'm saying like he plays it off so well and right. i think that's one thing that slept on about his style like the fact that he can educate you right and he gives that that clear-cut presentation but like the mm -hmm. fact that he's willing to just be the joke of a joke you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. you know oh that wrestler gets more girls in a week than you ever do in a day byron you know right. what I'm saying? like to say something like that and he's like what do you mean Corey? what are you talking right. about i get girls like he can play that off so well and i think that's an underrated aspect for somebody like that so you know um Definitely for me, Taz would definitely be one, as I mentioned, he's definitely somebody I, I respect and admire as a commentator. He'd be one that I would love to dream commentate with. I'm just going to throw this in there also because I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, so why not? Jerry the King Lawler, of course, sure. I'd like to definitely commentate with that guy because why not? I mean, you know, give me the attitude, old school prime uh, Jerry King Lawler one time, man. I think it would be a great little aspect, man. Yeah. It, I, th I think it would work pretty well, you know. So um, right off top, you know, definitely Corey Graves is a good one. Um, oh, I'll tell you. John Bradshaw Layfield, man. I definitely ah. would color commentate with that guy too, man. JBL Let me tell good. you. Let me That's tell good. you. Oh, and my real slept on. This is probably my final one that I would say is my slept on one of the week. Just because to me, I always enjoyed him on commentary because I loved his he created his own catchphrases essentially i think you know where i'm going with this but i have to go with the five time five time five time five time five time, five time. wcw champion ladies and gentlemen booker t i definitely would love to commentate with booker t because that guy i'm telling you man he had all kinds of just funny catchphrases and he knew how to do it with his facial expressions too so definitely booker t is in my is in my as well as somebody I would love to get with and commentate with. So yeah, man, I'd say we got some, some really interesting lists going on right there with that for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so before I let you go then, Mr. Bonner, we, we call this thing a show. I'm gonna do one more fun thing for you. This is another okay. fun thing. This is a commentator's edition because you know I've never really done one of these with a commentator yet. So I have a segment, the fans love this segment. They know it, it's called Babyface. Or heel. Now, again, like I said, you're naturally what I would call a baby face, but okay. this is a chance for you to explore some of the heel aspects of your character if you want. Okay. Uh, basically, I'm going to throw some scenarios out there, uh, a subject, if you will, and you have all accounts. It can be wrestling related or non wrestling related. Okay. You get to decide if you're going to go heel on this subject or if you're going to go baby face on this subject all right okay so okay. uh without further ado let's go ahead and get into the mix so first scenario that i'm gonna throw your way <clears throat> this johnny depp and amber heard nonsense going on in trial these days uh tell me sir uh are, are you going heel by siding with Amber Heard in this? Are you going babyface and siding with Johnny Depp, who seems to be the uh, person that everybody's rooting for in this situation? Or, you know, some people on the show tend to go the tweener route and they're kind of half and half. And you're just like, both of these people are nuts. I don't know. What, what, where are you going? Where's your stance on this whole subject matter? On this one, I'm in the middle. I'm <laughs> totally in the middle. It's it's too crazy to go either way. It's it's in the middle. They both 
have their own things going on. I'm in the middle of this. I'm in the middle. Hey, man, you know, I get it. I totally understand because it's definitely tough to side trying to Mm -hmm. figure out, okay, which one of y'all are right and which one of y'all are wrong. I don't know. You know, so it's like, all right, cool. Fair enough. I respect that. I respect that. All right. So scenario number two is something that is recently going on in the headlines and has been making a whole lot of noise. So we'll get a little controversial with this one. And I'm gonna say, are you going baby face or heel on Sasha Banks and Naomi's decision to drop the tag team titles and walk out during just before Monday Night Raw last Monday aired live and how WWE has been handling things with this matter since it's happened by removing them uh, from the merchandise side of things, removing them off the intros, and basically, essentially, like, writing them off, blackballing them and suspending them indefinitely for, uh, as a consequence. Are you babyface or heel on this entire subject matter? I guess it depends on what we consider babyface and heel, but for me, mm-hmm. I'm with Sasha and Naomi on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will briefly say I think it is important to be able to stand up for what you believe in. Mm -hmm. And um, I just feel like we still don't know the whole story, Mm -hmm. but for Sasha and Naomi to actually walk out, Mm -hmm. it was not trivial. I'll just Mm. say that. See, and that's a great educated answer that you gave right there. See, I was smart. It didn't go controversial one. See, it's not by all means a controversial show at all. We don't we don't do that here. We don't do stuff for the juicy of the matter, but we do it more so to to, to really just kind of pick brains a little bit on where people are in these days because we know the internet is the internet. So we you know we like sure. to find out from real perspectives here. Um yeah. so let's see if I got another good one for you. Um ah yes are you going to go babyface or heel for the upcoming Black Panther 2 movie as it gets ready to drop? Are you babyface or heel on the fact that we still haven't heard much about what they're going to do with Chadwick Boseman's passing as far as where they're going directional-wise with Black Panther, the character as a whole? Uh, again, it depends on what we're calling baby face and heel. I think on this one, mm-hmm. um, it's tough. You could make a lot of arguments about, do you revise the character? Do you not? But this might be controversial to some. My mm-hmm. thought is we've had different people play Batman. We've had different people play Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, the character Black Panther uh, is what really made the huge difference and the fact that we saw someone that looked like us mm-hmm. as a superhero. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that the character should pass just because the actor passed. So mm-hmm. for me, I feel like if it is a role, we've seen roles reprised by other people. It happens on the soap operas every day. Somebody leaves and now so, so-and-so is now playing the role of whomever. I believe that the role should live because I think it represented more uh, than just Chadwick Boseman. So I think the character should live. I like that. That is a a very great answer that I don't think a lot of people bring up enough, you know, Um, because we have, this is our only Black Panther. And I realize Mm -hmm. that a lot of people are like, man, that's, you can't, 
replace Chad. Like that's Chad. He made that role and he did it so well. And he did. But he, he did, but it was a character before him. It was in True. the comic books. It was in represented in other spaces before him. So mm. I think, you know, if if you're going to not reprise that role because he's not here, then everything else he acted in, you can't ever reprise that either. Mm. So that is that is true. That is so no no more Jackie Robinson movies, no more Ali, like none of that. Can't do it. No, yeah, that makes that makes total sense. And everything gets remade, you know, when Mm -hmm. when you think about it. I mean, the way I see it, kind of like how you said, if Chadwick is replaced, quote unquote, he's not really replaced. If you really did love him as T'Challa and he's the guy to in your mind that will always be T'Challa. Cool. You know, you can always, you always will have that one forever etched in stone to watch and remember Chadwick from in case you don't like the new replacement. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but generally sometimes you can come across someone new and they do just as good of a job as Chadwick or almost as good of a job to where you may still say, you know, Chadwick's still number one in your book, but they did enough, well enough to carry the role on. So, like, I agree. That's a that's a good spin and take on that right there. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's just something, you know, for the nuggets a little bit right there. Uh, so, yeah, all that being said, man, um, let's see. Ah, baby face or heel. We got la- one last one for you there. Baby face or heel. When it comes to the fact that we're about to possibly see the Golden State Warriors one more time in an NBA Finals, are you babyface or heel on Golden State giving everybody one more good run to win a championship again? I'm for it, babyface. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we we can't be mad all the time. People were happy LeBron's out. So then let Golden State do their thing. Let them do their thing. Hey, let, 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 let our faith-based brother, Steph Curry, go in there and get one let, more. Let, not, let him do know? it. Why let not? You know, all things it. are possible, right? I can do all things. It, it says it right on the shoe. You know what I'm saying? You know. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, that, that about concludes it for the Baby Face of Hill segment. Uh, you know, Mr. Gerard Bonner, you are amazing. Uh, a dope individual inside and outside the ring, man. Um, personally, I'm so glad we could bring you on the show, as I promised. Uh, you know, it was fun. And we're definitely going to be connecting and talking. You are always welcome back on the show for anything you want to do, regular reviews, different things like that. I try to not do that on this show, usually with the reviews. But who knows? Maybe, like, uh, we got double or nothing coming up. You know, I mean, who knows? I might try to do a big review show uh you know after double and nothing ends you know and we'll probably bring you back on and you know i'm sure that people would love to hear your voice again and get your thoughts uh especially with uh being someone who does commentating for a living i'd love to get your thoughts on certain matches from the double or nothing card and what sure. you expect so we'll, we'll 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 talk into that see what we can set up for the people maybe we'll get that for y'all running so y'all can actually tune in with us on that one uh that being said uh mr bonner please 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 tell the people where they can find you and where and how they can support you and what you do as a brand. Awesome. You can uh, find me on the socials at Bonnerfide, B-O-N-N-E-R-F-I-D-E. That's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all those places. I'm there. Uh, also, you can check out our podcast. Uh, it's called The Faction. 
And uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, all those places, and follow us at The Faction Show, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Also, check out what we're doing at Southern Honor Wrestling, uh, where we've got a ton of great things happening. First Friday every month uh, at the Action Building. Great things happening there. Follow us at Southern Honor Wrestling. Check out the podcast at SHW Pod as well. And then you can check out my own merch. I've got my own store on ProWrestlingTees.com. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonnerfied. Brand new shirt called Bet On You. I totally believe that you've spent a lot of time believing in a lot of other people. You have been supporting a lot of other people. It's time to take that same energy and bet on you. So the whole shirt is there. Uh, in two different colors, prowrestlingtees.com slash Bonnerfied. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Listen, brother, you are so, so welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Y'all already know, man, first and foremost, I just want to thank you guys and girls, all of y'all, everybody in the wrestling world, and even my casuals who probably don't even watch wrestling at all. They just listen because they're interested in the show uh, for any reason, or they like the personality I bring and the people that I bring it with, or maybe you're just supporting me because you know me personally as Dwayne or Highlight Reel, however you see it. Either way, man, thank y'all so much for tuning in and always supporting every episode that drops. Uh, shout out to my OTS Media Co. family. Make sure you're following the brand first and foremost, OTS Media Co., we are all over the place. You can follow it on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook at OTS Media Co. Uh, we have plenty of shows under the brand, under the platform where we have things that cover from sports and, and film and TV, music. Uh, shout out to fans just coming back where it's a versus show versus battle where we take artists and have them go head to head. If you're a fan of that artist, you represent this artist and you represent another artist, y'all go forth and battle. Uh, but it's, it's now re rebranded itself a little bit and they also do the battles, but now they do discussions. Uh, check out the latest episode where they review the Kendrick Lamar album and they talk about the big steppers versus Mr. Morale. So, you know, kind of check that out and, you know, get out of listen and see where your thoughts are from that album right there but also most importantly man thank you so much for supporting me the life's a botch podcast man y'all know i'm always gonna bring guests on here i'm always gonna find ways to be unique with the show and try to get y'all something different man you know i could easily do the review every week thing i could do a lot of different things like that but i try to make this unique for y'all enjoyable fun you know and exciting uh, so thank y'all so much, man. We are on the road to 75 episodes now. That's the next milestone. And then from there, go from 75 to a hundo and just keep on going strong from there because y'all know this show won't never stop. I may not always get to get these to y'all every single week like I want to, but there's so much going on for me in a good way between the music, now branching off into the wrestling world some more beyond the podcast. You know, things I'll let y'all in on pretty soon as they uh, unfold right now. We just still doing this podcast thing, baby, and making everything work. So as always, make sure you follow the Life's a Botch podcast at Life's a Botch podcast on Instagram. Or if you'd like to follow me, the artistry, Highlight Real, you can follow at Highlight Life, H-I-L-I-T-E Life. If you want to see, shout out to the freestyle. I just posted the Johnny P's caddy. A lot of people you have really been reacting to it. They love it, man. We're going to bring more freestyles. We're definitely going to bring you more promos as well for the TikTok, 
for the Instagram reels, all kind of stuff, man. We're working on that. So look out for some cool promos. You never know who we may talk about, shout out. I don't know, just different things like that. Working on the promo skills, y'all. Working on the promo skills because your boy going to be a mouthpiece for somebody. Just trust me. Just wait on it. We're going to be a mouthpiece for somebody sooner than later. But in the meantime, thank y'all so much for your love and your support. And as always, I need y'all right now, wherever you're at, Throw up them two sweet signs with me, baby, and give it one big fat too sweet. Peace, baby. You already know. Until the next time, we out. Peace.